Hello. Hello. Greeting to you. This is the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's everybody's favorite person named Catherine. Catherine Coker. Hi. Nice to be here. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. It's good to uh, still be beating Catherine Heigl. You know what? I suddenly feel awful about that particular one, though. I was I was looking to qualify it, uh, and of course, that's the easiest thing to jump to. It's just your name. But my mom is named Catherine. So oh. I, you know what? You're second. I'm sorry. Oh no, <laughs> I I'm totally fine with that. It's a great yeah. name. I might actually have to think about it a little more, too. Like, Catherine the Great, you know, the the Queen of Russia, or Come Empress, on, I guess. you know me. Yeah, but she did some good stuff. She helped modernize Russia. I mean, she was no Peter the Great, but still. I roll. I'm rolling my eyes at you for not being a good enough friend. You know what? Modernize Russia, and we'll talk. Okay. This week, we are talking about a topic, and that topic is in our potent potables section. Unpotent potables. Uh, coffee. We're talking about coffee. Getting jazzed for coffee. Impotent potables. <laughs> you know, you're right, but it just doesn't sound right. Uh, you were jazzed about coffee, which surprised me when, when we discussed this in the uh, extensive pre-show meetings we, of course, do before every show. Yes. Um, you mentioned uh, you were really excited to talk about this. Yeah, I'm excited to be the counterpoint to your point. <laughs> oh, well, that, okay, so I guess I should go first then. Yeah, otherwise... I'm counterpoint. You know, it's not you know called what they counterpoint say. point. That's a weird yeah. name. Don't counterpoint before you point. That's a saying around the New York Times editorial uh, uh, office room. Is it? Yeah. Hey, fun fact. Um, did you know uh, op-ed? I always thought it was opinion slash editorial, but really mm-hmm. it's opposite editorial page. Did you know that? Opposite editorial. Yes, it is the page that is opposite the editorial page. Oh, okay. The editorial page is written by the editors, and the opposite Ooh. of the editorial page is written by anyone who feels like writing uh, an essay. Interesting. Yeah, there's your fun fact. That is cool. Yeah, so uh, if I if I can counterpoint your point... Um, I really like coffee, uh, cause I, I, I dig on some caffeine, you know, I'm a, I think generally speaking, I, uh, I'm an uppers drug user, um, <laughs> that, that particular drug being pretty much just caffeine. Um, let me think real quick. Uh, any other uppers? Nope. Nope. Clean slate. Um, unless you count life, uh, gets me pretty excited. Life is no, a downer. You're not counting life. <laughs> not counting life. Oh, it's shucks. a downer. Also, um, I can stop living anytime I want to. <laughs> Just admit you have a problem, Catherine. No. Uh, okay, so have uh, are you are you familiar with the Little Prince? La Petite Prince. Exactly. Si. I mean, we. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad those French classes stuck. Um, <laughs> so I watched the Little Prince movie from 1974 this weekend. Have really? you seen this movie? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, oh, it's great. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's very trippy. It kind of seems like a particularly technical adaptation of Godspell. Um, eh, yeah, that, I could you, see that. Seen... Yeah, it's a lot of like colors that don't seem like they work in the movie and like hand-drawn things on screen, sharing screen with physical people. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. 
It's cooked out. Can you say it early also 90s? included? <laughs> well, that's the thing is it's well early seventies. Uh, boy, that was a long period. We had a very long period where that was acceptable. I'm oh gonna my say, God, you're right. Yeah, from the Little Prince straight up through Ghost Rider. You know what it was? What was that? CGI. Mm-hmm. Came busted in. Busted it wide open. Busted it open. I was told that, uh, so you're familiar with uh, the concept of sports television, yes? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, I was trying to, <laughs> I'm familiar, trying to, but not as familiar as I should be. I was trying to neuter that as much as possible, so as not to raise your ire at the concept of televised sports. Because second, we simply sorry. don't have time, we have a podcast to get to. But they used to, I guess, when they were televising sports, because they didn't really have a graphic to show. Yeah, I mean, so there's a clock, right, in many sports games. Yeah. Um, and so they'll, they'll put, like, you know, uh, a, a cartoon, I guess, a graphic of some kind that shows the clock. And it's, like, superimposed. It's a computer-generated feed into the video feed, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. why I'm having such trouble explaining this concept. I see what you're saying, though. I guess what they used to do is just sort of, like, put another piece of film in the bottom right corner, and it was a camera on a physical clock. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That's really weird. Yeah. You, I mean, I feel like you're you're more, you have a higher level of film expertise than I do. I think, I does think that make any sense be, to you? That does make sense to me. It's like, that's going to be one of those things where it's we're going to tell our kids, like, or people who are a few years older than us are going to tell their kids, like, yeah, when I was at your age, we did this thing. And the kids are going to be like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, was looking at a listicle today on BuzzFeed, as I, uh, as, as we all often do. Um, you know, it was it promised it would change my life in the first three seconds, and I had to do it. Sure. You know, I, I'm high on life. What else are you um, going to do? you yeah, got to find exactly. your next fix. <laughs> exactly. More <laughs> listicles. I just need, oh, I just need <laughs> 25 this is, top. First of all, this is not my joke, but I am Go high ahead. on life, but pretty soon... I found that I was seizing not one day, but two days, three days, four days at a time, just to cop the same buzz. <laughs> not my joke. But... That's pretty good. Yeah. Is that a famous person's joke, or are you Arge stealing Barker. this from someone? Arge Barker. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty good. He is good. Um, so, uh, this, so the thing I was reading, of course, was uh, uh, 55, 55, imagine that, 55 things that uh, only a teen girl from the 90s would recognize. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, Clarissa explains specific. it all is on that yeah. list. No, but all the styles were for sure. Oh, okay. Um, Side and actually, I, I did recognize a lot of it because uh, my sister was a teen girl in the nineties, oh. and I really didn't have a lot of other basis for the world. human interaction. Yeah, um, and uh, but but it really stirred up something in me in that. I realized that even then, I think I think we look back at these things and we, you know, uh, we forget. And so we have the same reaction that our children's children will have, which is, what? But, and I, I had a little bit of that. But, but what it also shared was I realized I had that same sort of fear and unfamiliarity and not understanding at the time. Like, I didn't understand the world then either. Like, I was looking at these, these baggy denim overalls and needlessly... Uh, colorized it's whatever like, <laughs> it's like let's say your your sir, your sister is like a planet right and i yeah. feel like what happened is you kind of did like a slingshot gravitational move around it 
right? So mm-hmm. you're approaching it from one side, from one age. And mm-hmm. you're like, I don't understand it. I don't really understand it. This is weird. The world is a strange place. And you slingshot around and you're just moving away from it now. And you're like, I understand this less and less and less as I age. <laughs> well, that's probably right. And uh, uh, I think these talks of little planets and uh, uh, ignorance and, you know, questioning via the Socratic method um, about what is important brings us right back to the little prince uh, in this <laughs> Confusing maze of a segment that is our first segment. <laughs> and uh, as far as being high in life and being able to drop down any time, what is included in this film is a 15-minute dance number from Bob Fosse, a uh, pioneer in the choreographic arts, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're familiar with Bob Fosse? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. He does basically Michael Jackson moves, but it was 1974, so he would have been ahead of the curve. Yeah. But also, he's like, he moves uh, like a snake. You know the big spender dance? Yeah. Yeah, that's all him. I mean, that's his style. He's very good. Yeah. And I think what they realized was that the pamphlet that is The Little Prince was much too short for a feature-length film. And so they <laughs> need to have... I'm pretty sure there must have been a discussion on set that was just like... Sick burn on The Little Prince. I like, I, no, it is a pamphlet. It's very short. You know what else is a pamphlet? Goodbye, uh, Thomas Paine's, um, oh, what's the name of that thing? His pamphlet on, uh, whatchamacallits? Don't Tread on Me, you know. Oh, yeah. Common Sense? I don't think that's it. That's someone else. Uh, is that Ben Franklin? Common mm, Sense? I don't think so. No, that's no, ben Franklin uh, was the, somebody's the, almanac. Uh, poor Richard's almanac. The poor Richard. Yeah. Didn't even have ten pennies. The Ten Penny Opera. Is there a Ten Penny Opera? It's a crappy opera. Coffee. When we come back. I smell daisies in the winter. I hear Robin singing sweet songs all year round. For if I'm ever feeling blue, remember that there's always something that you can do. There's always something that you can do When you see the good in everything When your day is dark and gray And clouds are all about Don't blame the weatherman for his mistake And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast Talking about coffee, coffee, getting distracted Because I'm jittery from caffeine And this brings us to, finally, to the sort of crux of my troubles with coffee and why it's been on, on the brain recently and which is i can't drink coffee anymore i don't know what's happened what happened to you okay what happens when you drink coffee i get uh my natural anxiousness becomes uh even greater mm-hmm. and you know my natural anxiousness is already rather formidable you're a pretty anxious dude yeah and i already talk pretty fast yep and, and, uh, yep and I just feel like uh, coffee exacerbates all that, and I actually get sleepy after a while. I don't. I don't know if you do this. When, when I work you sort my of way up, you tucker yourself up. I tucker myself up. Uh, out? No, no, up. I think Ooh, up is exactly right. Okay. We've coined a new, we've coined a new phrase here. <laughs> when you're tuckered up is when you get so excited that suddenly you just can't really be excited anymore. That uh, sounds horrible. It, yeah, sounds like it's a bad awful. trip, man. But the problem is, I really like 
coffee. Like, I like the flavor. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I guess I could just drink decaf. But it's not, you know, decaf coffee is not as readily available. I can make it my own. My, or you on can my own, make it obviously. your own. Yep. It's my favorite. Bet it. So, you... <laughs> um, but also, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I have a very strong intellectual attachment to coffee, which is that, you know, it's a, coffee is this great uh, uniter drink. It's, it's where historically, you know, coffee houses are where people used to come together to talk about big ideas and, you know, really hash things out. True. Or, you know, when you're burning the midnight oil, I guess I always assumed the midnight oil was coffee. I don't know if that really makes sense. But in my head, it was always coffee. Huh. That makes and a lot of sense. Burn it, but I've never thought but, about it that way. Perhaps because you know, I am not a coffee drinker. Well... Well, we should get to that. I mean, maybe we can, uh, you know, you and I can, maybe you and I can form our own not coffee house. How about that? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, when I will, I will say, hey, do you want to go get coffee? I will totally ask people to go get coffee. But then mm. I will just sneakily get, like, tea instead. Nice. And only, yeah. like, one in four times does someone say, oh, you're not getting coffee? <laughs> what are you doing? What? You really got to stop going to coffee with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> But it's got a lot of good startup ideas. I mean, I think it's worth it. The non-coffee house? Um, but coffee no, houses no. sell not coffee. Coffee houses sell not coffee. They sell all huh. kinds of not coffee. I feel brought in by the peer pressure, though. That mm. I exert on myself. Yeah, that's the worst yeah. kind of peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I think everyone else is doing this. And so, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know, I think it's okay. It's like, I don't know, so obviously, these all these sort of social procedures, I guess, um, they're all like, of course you can not get coffee while getting coffee, and I think that's pretty innocuous. There's yeah. also, you know, like, hey, let's go grab a beer or something and chat about it. You know, you can well, you can not get an alcoholic drink, and that's also fine. Yes. Um, but, I don't know, I, I feel bad about this. Uh, especially in the alcohol case, because some people, you know, don't drink alcohol, and I feel like it's important to respect that choice. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know, doesn't it feel a little like, oh, you're not, we're not doing this thing together anymore. Do you get that? Do you know what I mean? Not with coffee, maybe because I am the aggressor there in every, <laughs> in every... You are the aggressor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there is something more romantic about getting drunk together than getting amped on caffeine together (laughs) it's so romantic you're absolutely right that's i mean there is a romantic quality to it it's my favorite valentine's day card i ever got let's get drunk together Uh, it's more romanticized is that what i'm trying to say god captain words i want to run with romantic and i'd appreciate it if you came along with me on this journey okay let's hold hands and run with it oh how romantic um (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's definitely true. I mean, I definitely buy into that more. I think I still feel like... Oh, so I had this friend who, um, she was uh, uh, Finnish, and she would... Um, I guess coffee's like a thing there. She told me this story once where it was like... Uh, I think it was her... Mm, it was either her mom or her grandmother uh, moved from like Finland to the US and literally just opened a phone book because she didn't know anyone and was just like, I'm going to find someone with a Finnish last name and talk to them. Uh, so she find one, finds one, and immediately... I think it was and actually, they're black. <laughs> twist! No. Um, <laughs> no, and, and so she calls them, and they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. 
you need to come over for coffee because that's like the thing. Apparently, this is I mean, this is literally coming from one person. I have not researched this, but uh, apparently that's just like a huge part of the culture there is, uh, you know, like come over to my house. We'll have coffee. And okay. there's this additional bit where I just always thought it was very sweet is um, like so there's two ways to pour coffee, right? Uh, if you're having a, a round of coffee, everyone's having some, you can do it diner style where the lady sort of just comes around and warms up the cup every once in a while. And mm -hmm. first off, that creates some serious problems with your milk to sugar to coffee ratio. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's save that for the finale. But, uh, beyond that, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's less, uh, together. Whereas apparently the Finnish tradition, again, one single person has told me this, but I like okay. the idea, was uh, everyone finishes, then you Finish. get you go get the, ooh, very nice. Um, <laughs> uh, then you go get the coffee and you fill everyone up again. So everyone's always kind of on the same level. And right. um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's all stuff that sort of gets, uh, I mean, I guess really what's happening is I'm romanticizing it as much as uh, drinking beers with people is romanticized. You know, nothing like a Coors Light to be romantic. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, because it's not getting drunk. It's it's the, the ritual. Like, you had said this, you've said this previously, that drinking is all about the ritual. Absolutely. And so if you make coffee drinking a ritual, then I can totally see how it's the same thing. And, like, it feels like we're not really doing this together anymore. <laughs> Well, which, which, which to me, it really is. I mean, you know, uh, I think it fills a hole in a lot of ways. Like, we just need a thing that's pretty easy, pretty casual, uh, is outside the house, so that, like, when I am just emailing someone out of the blue because I think their work is interesting or whatever and I just want to chat with them, it's not weird to be like, why don't you cover over my house? Like, yeah. and, and so coffee fills all those gaps, and, and tea can fit into that as well. Um, but I think there's just, like, a historical... Uh, embeddedness of coffee that uh, that m makes it seem a little less mm, fitting into the ritual. I mean, rituals are rituals for ritual's sake. Best yeah. statement I've ever made. Um, and so, and so, missing out on one part, even though it's not like functionally important, I feel like does change it. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. So you see my problem. I have, mm -hmm. I have the my my. Truly romantic heart and notions conflicting with my very neurotic brain, um, which which totally flips out anytime I have like a cup of coffee. Like I can have maybe six ounces, and like that's pretty okay. But like you can only get twelve ounces. That's like the smallest they serve. Well, why don't you just drink like half of it if you go to get coffee with someone? Mm, uh, well, I guess I I guess because I'm not that good at that. Um, mm. I'm uh you know me I was. Neither. Yeah, exactly. I like. I, I mean, I I characterize you as someone with a lot of self self restraint, though. Hmm. Yeah. And discipline. No, I think that's mostly true, except for drinking drinks. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. We all have our blind spots. Uh, you know, I, I'm a finisher. Uh, ah, finish. Yeah, you know, a uh, a fan of the Finnish people, a finisher, of course. Um, <laughs> it does seem like a really cool country, to be fair. Um, and uh, okay, I'll uh, let you be fair that way. Good. Thank you. I'm glad we've agreed to be fair. And I don't know. I, I actually get a little irritated when people don't finish their drinks. Really? Is, is this a thing for you? I don't, I don't know. Like, no, that so, explains so much. This is, I, I don't mean it in the case of like, you know, like, hey, bro, how come you didn't finish your beer? Or like, whatever. No. Like, hey, you know, again, bro, we're like three shots in. How come you're not keeping up? Like, not like that. I mean, literally like, 
Hey. Hey again, bro. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, friend. Um, you poured yourself that juice three hours ago, and then you just left it half finished out on the counter. Uh, see my roommates. And... <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, we're going deep here. Um, and I don't know. That bugs me a lot because it's just like, what, what? Why didn't you finish it? Like, don't you, don't you care? Don't you, don't you finish? Uh, is it not important for your actions to have meaning? Don't, and don't you understand that you must embody that meaning through your action, like through your continued action? You can't, you, you can't just pour the drink. You need to complete the process in order to, for the entire <laughs> thing to have mattered. This explains so much. <laughs> because whenever you come visit me, you always make tea, which is very nice of you. Yeah. But then you always bring it up if I don't finish it. Do you I? You don't like you don't make a big thing about it, but you always bring it up. Well, why didn't you finish it? That's <laughs> nice. I was tea. done. I was done with the tea. It's pretty much just water. It's fine. In the <laughs> Pacific Northwest, there's water like everywhere. <laughs> That's fabulous. That's fabulous. I admire your ability to just be done with the tea. I think there's a certain, uh, yeah, there's a certain zen in that. In that you don't, it's not that there are, un, you're okay with rough edges in your life. Whether I'm very they be... okay with rough edges, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, come on back in just a minute to finish out, polish these rough edges finish. for my peace of mind on the Doom and Fail podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's the Doom to Fail podcast. We're back for the third segment, the final segment, not the penultimate segment, the post-penultimate segment on coffee. The ultimate segment. The ultimate segment. But it's not the ultimate segment. It's just... Yeah, not in the ultimate Spider-Man sense of segments. <laughs> Although I felt I felt that segment continuity was uh, a kind of a refreshing change of pace from regular segment. That's true. Amazing little, segment. Yeah. Not I know. Cool. I know it doesn't matter, but it's just frustrating that it doesn't match up with the other continuity. I know it doesn't matter, but it just it gets to me. Listen, think about it like uh, you know, like Commedia dell'arte. Like these are archetypes. The Spider-Man archetype can be used in a variety of settings. You mm, get, hey, saying. wait. What's his name? Young. What's his first name? The psychiatrist. Neil Young. Steve Young. Uh. I don't know. He was Asian. That's he, not... Okay, so his whole hmm. contribution to... He was like Freud's... Um, oh, Carl Young. Carl Young. Yeah. Because I say that because it's not spelled like Young. Was he Asian? I believe so. The comic that I had of of Sigmund Freud when I was growing up had it depicted as an Asian person. Please tell me about this comment you had of Sigmund Freud. What? <laughs> I wanted to be a psychiatrist, so my parents got me a comic book about uh, Sigmund Freud's life. Oh, that's great. Isn't that really sweet? Yeah. Um, he was Swiss. Swiss? Yep. <gasps> cool! You never learn about famous Swiss people. What are you talking about? There's the Swiss Miss, uh, Heidi, from that movie Heidi. Fictional, um, a product, not a person. Honestly, they're all the same in my life at this point. I don't know. There's Federer, and that's the only famous Swiss person. Yeah, well, Federer is pretty famous. Tennis is I'm very not, famous outside of America. There's no Lady Gaga. She might be Swiss. We don't know. What is she the lady of? Probably mm. some feudal land grant in Switzerland. 
that's quite a, a jump. Probably Luxembourg. That's more probable. It does seem more probable, doesn't it? I think it's close. So, um, so why don't you like coffee? I mean, I don't. What's up? I okay. So, when I was little, my mom was like, "Okay, you want to try coffee? Here, try coffee." And she did the thing that parents do, where they add tons of milk and sugar. It's basically you know, milk. To like, yeah. Yeah. And I tried it, and I'm like, I still don't like it. It tastes really bitter and gross and muddy. Gross. And I just, I could never shake that. And she's like, you'll like it when you're older. You'll like it when you're older. (laughs) And I would try it periodically, and I just, I never got into it. There was one instance in which I forced myself to drink coffee. Okay. And it wasn't to stay up for some test. And it wasn't to... But Saved by the Bell taught me that's the only time you should do anything. (laughs) It's the only crisis in a young person's life. I mean, it kind of was for me. Well, I'm sure I had some other things. Presumably when my parents I mean, got divorced, that was upsetting. But I was pretty young at the time. That's true. Yeah. But you weren't saved by the bell age, uh, were you? No, 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 no. I was I was uh, saved by the bell, the baby ears uh, age. <laughs> okay, so like early Boy Meets World. <laughs> uh, a little like very early Boy Meets World, like Toddler Meets World. Toddler meets world. This is what we should do. Instead of rebooting things like in the time that they normally were set or later on, I just want everything babies. In the Muppet Baby style. Are you not excited for Girl Meets World? Uh, it sounds kind of cool, but it's like, you know, it's an obvious cash grab. So, like, I don't know. Don't care. I hope it's cool. I really do. I'm just not Thank currently you. excited about it. I loved Boy Meets World. It's such a great show. Such a good show. It, it's a, it, it was like sitcom training wheels. Like, it really was. <laughs> It totally was. That's yeah. a great way to put it. It had all the it had all the like way I the like trappings. my humor in sitcom now, all the yeah. little tropes and yeah. stuff. But yeah. it was sort of just in a very easy to digest format. Like like jokes were really telegraphed to you and I don't know, it just worked. I I, I really liked that show. Yeah. And yet I like I have watched it in the past couple of years or something. I saw an episode and I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Um, although I did, I, I was, it was much easier for me to pick out the low production values, but oh, yeah. I, I guess that just I comes mean, with age. Yeah. That's true. Anyway. So you never grew out of your, uh, b- uh, baby saved by the bell meets world phase, uh, in which you don't <laughs> like coffee. And you didn't do that transition that it seems to me a lot of people do it. Uh, so there, you've got your one group who does it around like 12, 13, maybe 14, where they're like, yeah. just gonna be coffee people. They're. I, I think it's almost a rebellious act at that point. Um, or, yeah, that's what it seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when my friend, friend started drinking coffee. Go on. I Yeah, they would just get it like it was no big thing. And I'd be like, what? Were they like, hey, you got to try this. What? It's the cool new drug. <laughs> We're like, yeah, and no, I, was like, I don't believe coffee. in it. I'm a good girl. <laughs> No, they would say, hey, did you try this stuff? It's this cool new thing. Like, no, it's coffee, bro. It's, I mean, it's been around. My parents drink it. My parents drink it. That is the ultimate, that's the <laughs> ultimate argument against it being like a cool and rebellious act. Bro, my parents do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the one time where I forced yes. myself to drink coffee and I choked all of it down was for something called senior coffee when I graduated high school. Go on. That so, sounds made up. Go on. I, yeah. Okay. So I went to boarding school, right. as you well know. Yep. And Palisades every... High in Beverly Hills with all the other Saved by the Bell kids. 
Oh, God. <laughs> or Bayside. I'm sorry. They went to Bayside. Of course they went to Bayside. They were in the uh, Palisades. Ugh. Anyway. So, like every... The spoiler alert for our boarding school episode, which we'll do someday. But, uh, so every other... Or every other week, I think, Monday night, you had to do, like, a fancy dinner, which was where they put tablecloths on the cafeteria tables. <laughs> And they make you sit next to people that you don't want, really want to talk so to. So it was like a boarding slash finishing school? I, I mean, a little bit. Catherine, it was, I, I mean, that was the only finishing thing that they ever did. I'm telling you right now, if and when we do a boarding school episode, it's going to be like a four-parter. Because I already disbelieve everything <laughs> you've ever told me about boarding school. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we should double it back and we can do a public school episode. And I'll just be like, I don't know. I mean... It wasn't I, that I nice went to school. public school as well. I've had a very diverse educational mm. past. I did Montessori, public right. school, and boarding school. <laughs> the trifecta. Well, let's uh, let's save that gold. Um, so you went to uh, so for this dinner party, forced dinner partying. Uh, yeah. As as one might expect, as a uh, you know forty five year old married person, also you have to go to a lot of forced dinner parties. Yeah. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, we have to. It'll be good. We'll get out a little. Um, you had to, like, drink a coffee towards the end? Was Wait, was that part of the finishing? It was like, adults drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Something else entirely. So, after that dinner, once a month, really stressfully, because you have a ton of homework to do, because it's a prep school, mm -hmm. like, uh, they sent us to Vespers, which is, like, an inspirational talk. If it's, like non-secular yeah non-secular boarding schools well it'll be like a christian thing or whatever yeah i was gonna say vespers is, is, is a, i thought vespers was a religious term yeah typically it is okay. but it, we're a secular it was a secular boarding school so it was all like just inspirational talks or motivational talks or whatever it's like tony was, robbins comes in and he's like the power <laughs> of you God, I wish that would have been way better. But no, it was like somebody would be like, oh, my brother's leg has a disability and I lived with that. And, okay, bye. Oh, man, you're really <laughs> making that brother feel really bad. <laughs> He's got to live with that disability, Captain. That's a person. Yeah. So, and after Vespers, because you're a senior now... You get to go to senior coffee, which they made a big deal of when you're not a senior. Like, you don't get to go to senior coffee. It's literally just like a pot of coffee and like a cookie or two. <laughs> but it's a big deal because you're a senior. And I was like, I'm a senior. I'm drinking this coffee. It's like 830, but I don't care. <laughs> well, if I might, um, I think I think what we're, what we're both learning here uh with this sort of, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, again, that's a ritual, right? It's like you were doing it. The important of it was uh, ritual. And I, I think this will bring us back to our Little Prince discussion early in the show. Uh, I feel like one of the messages of that book, and, you know, disagree with me, if you must, um, is that, you know, uh, must. you know, there's a sort of a parable at the end where he uh, is going to tame a fox and the fox tells him, like, well, right now I'm just a fox and you're just a boy and what do we care about each other? But if you tame me, we'll be special to each other. And then Aww. that in and of itself defines our importance because we are special to each other that way. And so even though we don't have inherent value, the fact that we've sort of committed ourselves to each other adds value. And then he goes That's to learn. Deep. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a trippy movie. I really learned a lot about myself in the world. Oh, <laughs> good. 
Uh, well, but I feel like that's what we're getting out of uh, this coffee talk as well. Um, you know, I mean, so the reason that senior coffee was, I mean, spooky for one thing, but <laughs> spooky number yeah. one, number two, number two, uh, important and a treat was because you were told for three years that it was important, and you, you know, you kind of set it in your mind that this is a thing that's important to define myself as a senior, um, and and much the way that uh, you know, a twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old when they rebel, they're they're defining themselves as being a little more grown up than they used to be. They're putting away childish things like juice. And uh, switching to coffee or, you know, sleeping enough. Um, and uh, <laughs> and Got to start them early. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that's that's also my issue is that, um, I don't know, I've invested a lot of importance in coffee. I just feel like I, I it, it's so important to so many of the other people in my life who I want to spend time with and sit and drink coffee and have that sort of ritual with Uh that I've like sort of extended it into the coffee where even if I'm not with anyone and like, I, I kind of think of it as like a little treat. This is a thing. I'm sure, um, uh, you're probably not, uh, it wouldn't be a thing for you, but a surprising number of people I've talked to from, uh, my, uh, home region of the East coast all had this sort of shared experience, which is when you're about to go on a long trip, you stop at Dunkin' Donuts and get yourself a coffee. Like, and that's just totally what I did anywhere. Like, if we we're going to see my grandma, if we we're going to the beach, you know, like, if it's the trip's longer than 45 minutes, we got to stop at Dunkin' Oats first. Um, and I don't know why that is, but, like, that's that's still something I carry over because I have assigned it importance, and now I want coffee to just sort of generally be important to me. But my body is rejecting it, and maybe I need to separate those. That sounds hard. Mm. I don't know. what. Uh, You're going through some stuff, man. Yeah, coffee stuff. Well, I'm sure I'll get through it. And, uh, you know, we can have tea sometime because, boy, do I drink a lot of tea. Tea buddies. Yeah, tea buddies. There you go. So uh, come on back next week uh, when maybe Catherine and I will drink tea and uh, talk about something that is not tea because we already did that episode. And (laughs) until then. Check it out. It's a good one. Yeah. Check those boxes. Uh, we should have a prize. We should have a prize where, like, people, uh, send in their, like, screenshots of listened episodes, like their iPhone says, you know, show listened. And then if you send in three, uh, and a a self-addressed You get a decoder ring? Yeah, we'll give them decoder rings. I, I like making decoder rings. So we're bribing people to listen to our free podcast? It's called marketing, Catherine. Okay. It's called marketing. Tune in next week when maybe we'll talk about marketing or decoder rings. Uh, until then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. I know what I'm voting for, and Kat, all right, no, Tim Dobbs over here. She sees what she Bye. Bye.